Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of That's the Truth. You're my hero, Drew. Yeah, whoa! <laughs> I love you, Drew. Yeah, Joseph, you're here. We have a very lively studio audience tonight. Uh, Drew, would you like to welcome the guests? And do we have a sponsor this week? Um, I mean, we don't have a sponsor. We didn't have anyone reach out, but I mean, we can always sponsor ourselves, like we normally do. We can keep uh, spinning. We can keep selling the spoons. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Hand, hand over that paper right oh. here. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to fish it out real quick. Yep. So, last week, Luke and I have been talking about how the fire department needs to make a drone so that they can go into buildings that are on, already on fire and they can do search and rescue that way instead of having to send people in there and risk their lives. Sure. So, Luke gave me the task of designing a new drone that can perform the, these jobs here. So, it's called the Good Samaritan Drone, and this is the Mark One. So, we've got... It's, a, it's based off of a racing drone, so yeah. it can go at uh, high speeds, and it can it's nice and maneuverable. But we also equipped it with a thermal camera, just a regular camera, and then a... Uh... <laughs> won't, won't everything just be red because it's in a fire? Well, no, because the people will be colder colors because they'll be cold in the fire. Okay. I, ideally. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Ideally. Ideally, yeah. If, if they're not on fire. Anyway, as I was saying... It also is equipped with a either extinguisher tank or like a carbon dispenser that can shoot out the at the fire while they're going down the hallway, and it, it can kind of put it out before it gets to the actual drone itself. It's also equipped with stealth so that the, the the fire can't see it when it flies through. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we don't want them to see it and burn it down, right? We, we gotta get in there and find those people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this week is is about. It. Oh, the the acronym is uh, GSD Mark One. Yeah. And uh, well. I would hold up to the camera, but we don't have the money for that. So I, I described it as best as I could, and uh, yeah, here we go. So if you want to donate to our podcast, we'll get the Mark, the GSD Mark One made, and then we'll use that money to buy a camera so you can all see Drew's facial expressions. Yes, because those are important. Absolutely. <laughs> With that being said, let's get into our episode. All right. here by Andrew Mays are not necessarily those of the host or any of the guests and are intended for entertainment purposes only. So this week we're going to start off with another listener question. So we're very grateful to all of our listeners who keep sending us questions and keeping the content going. So this week we have a question from one of our most faithful listeners and our resident firefighter and EMT, Luke. Um, we have, yeah! Woo! <laughs> we have the real Luke here this week not the impersonator luke who actually luke hasn't heard yet because that episode hasn't come out yet so uh don't be concerned luke it's fine don't uh, worry so about it. luke's question for you this week though is what is the best way to swindle someone out of their house <laughs> i'm very excited to hear your answer <laughs> okay so the idea that i, that I had is that we're when we're going house hunting, as as Chad and Luke are, are currently kind of trying to do right now, so we figured we could use our funds now and make it look like the the house isn't best. Like when they go in and show it and stuff, they're like, ah, oh, that's okay. That I mean, that living room is mediocre. And then you kind of go through and you just kind of have apathy for it. And then when you ask for the price and they say it's six hundred grand, you're like, ooh, 
You know, I wasn't exactly impressed with that. I'm, I'm gonna have to sell. I can offer you three thousand. That's, that's as much as I have from the Because <laughs> that's what the stimulus check gave me. So <laughs> that's, that's all I've got. So will you take that? And then they were like, well, we'll be taking a loss, but since you look like a nice guy, sure, hand it over. And then they give you the keys. And then as they're pulling away from the driveway, you post it, post it on the. I think it's Trulilla or something, or whatever that. Trulilla. Yeah. Sure. You, you post it on there. Hey, I, I'm selling my house for 700 grand. And you, you got to do that before they fly their driveway, because if you get home before and they, they can see on the computer, you got to do it while they're driving and then they can't see it. Okay. So that, that was my idea. I think you can turn a real good profit on that. I mean, so you're... You, you spend 3000 then you get 700 That I think uh, you can make bank with that. I don't Would you agree, Luke? Sounds like a good plan. I, I think so. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, don't know how it goes. What do you mean? Where do you start? You go go on the house tour. <laughs> I meant dissecting your idea, but um, I, I'm <laughs> down for you to try it. it. That is a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my credit score is already good, so they already know that I'm a, I'm a faithful payer of that. So you know. But if you're paying it all out right, your credit score doesn't matter. I know, but they they look at it to to make sure. Perfect. It looks like you've got it planned out. We got it all figured out. I think, I think this week we're going to just give it a dry run and work out all the kinks, and then that week after that we'll, we'll test it for real. Because okay. we got to get Chad and Luke a real home. Sure. What, so what kind of uh, – it sounds like you've got it planned out, so what, what kind of kinks are you anticipating possibly running into? Well, I'm, my, my biggest concern is I don't think they might, they might probably won't accept 3000 for a 600000 house, but <laughs> – I mean – I think it's a valid concern. With my finessing skills, I think I can work them down. Yeah. You just gotta be persistent. That's what what matters, right? I think you might be able to work them down three thousand, maybe not two three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you gotta put two three thousand in the fine print. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna have them just like sign a contract and be like, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't see the tube right there. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna pay. You thought I was gonna pay five hundred ninety-seven, but really, I mean, you you should have read it. Okay. And you already signed it, so your lawyers won't help. Yeah, it's their fault at that point. Yeah, in my size. Who wants to deal with lawyers anyway? <laughs> Just deal with it yourself. It's so much cheaper. Yeah, we already said, like, you write lawyer school, how hard can it be? Yeah. yeah. My own lawyer school. You can buy your own lawyer school? My own. You have your own lawyer school? I can make one. <laughs> Tell me about that. Oh. Well, I mean, Jonathan knows pretty pretty well about this. It might actually come up in one of my books that I'm going to write <laughs> later in life, but... As part of Art of BS, you can get your way out of anything as a lawyer. I, I think that takes it to the extreme. Is this kind of a different take on like Art of War? Yeah. Or Art of BS? Yes, okay. Art of BS, written okay. by Drew Mays. Andrew Mays, okay, perfect. So you're going to tell people how to BS their way through lawyer school or get a fake lawyer degree? I mean, it, it can be just in general, but I feel like it pertains to lawyers like especially well, but it, it can apply to anybody. OBSing applies specifically to lawyers. No. Well, oh, good point. Because liars, because lawyer is Latin for liar, so there you go. Yeah, perfect. I think that'll work. How many letters are in the Latin alphabet? Um, I'm gonna guess 23, but it's probably wrong. No, it's not 23. Perfect. It's 25. Uh, Emma Norton, correct us if we're wrong. So, <laughs> any other thoughts on? Please don't send the Praetorians on me. We're being rude on with that. <laughs> Definitely don't want those. They're worse than the Spartans. Gosh. You should have seen me last week dealing with them. Oh, my gosh. They actually got upset. 
What'd they do? Well, they tried to march over here, but they're not very good sailors, so they got lost in the middle of the Mediterranean. <laughs> marching in Spartans. Well, Spartans are good at land combat, and Athens is good at, yep. at navy, but yep. the Spartans can't sail, so... So if they teamed up, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. So just don't tick them both off. Yeah, and I, I don't, because I, I, I went to Athens, I, I got lost in, in the middle of the city for two hours, and I, <laughs> I treat everybody very well. So nice. I, I, I'm in good standing with them. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe they'll be the first international audience we'll bring to you. I, yeah, I am a but fan like, of the Greeks. That dude, Drew, we should listen to his podcast. Yeah. We should start marketing specifically to Athens. Okay. <laughs> you know, Athens, like, created the marathon, you know, like the Battle of the Marathon, the guy yep. ran all the way back. Yep. I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't want to run it. I, I, I can drive it, but I, I wouldn't want to run it. <laughs> I mean, you're a good runner. You have a lot of endurance. I mean, I am, but, like, why? <laughs> why do you want to why do you want to try to get your time down for a marathon like it's just a sense of accomplishment right yeah yeah so you can do the same thing with a marathon be like hey i ran a marathon just to say you did it and then be like hey i ran it in this time but i can run it but with my engine <laughs> i'm running the engine i'm running the marathon yes yes okay jonathan approves you okay. can see him over there i think you're killing him I always am. <laughs> yeah, this is new, but but yeah, I I'm a fan of the Greeks. So anyone listening out there, okay, it's evening here. Well, it's probably morning there. So Calimera, that means good morning in Greek. Perfect. Who knows when they're listening to this though? This isn't live. Or Cali Calisera. Calisera. That's also good evening. Good so evening. yeah, you can get both. Sweet. So once you try out your house swindling scheme, you'll have to let us know how it goes. I will, and and Luke will be right there with me. Successful. I got another idea. I just thought of it. We can have we can ask God to smite the house with lightning, and then you come and put it out real quick before it spreads to the rest of the room. And then you you only have to deal with that one room, and then you have the rest of the room. You're like, and they're like, wow, how can we how can we thank you? He's like, well, I'm kind of looking for a house right now. Go right in. Three thousand dollars. Well, no, well, yeah, you only have three thousand, but I mean, you saved it, so and you only have to deal with one room. If you get there faster. So is this a house that there are currently no people living in, or are you just kicking them out? They're not living there. Okay, so it's just a vacant house. Cool. Yeah. Great. It's one of those new houses up up near uh, up near North Logan. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're building up like crazy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the east side. Do you know people are buying the airspace so that they can keep looking at the mountains? Really? Yeah. Joseph you, told me that one. I didn't know you could buy airspace. Yeah. I didn't know either until, until Joseph said it. He was right here, by the way. So, okay. our, did you know that? Our second caller is right here. He is right here. Pretty impressive. It is. Anyway. <laughs> it's really interesting because, like, the airspace, when, you're, like yeah, when you're flying drones, technically when you own a property, you don't own the airspace above it. So, you yeah. can fly a drone over mm -hmm. and you can get in trouble with, like, uh, privacy laws and things if you're filming. But as well, far right. as flying it, as long as it doesn't crash land in their yard, it's legal. You can be there, yeah. Yeah. Once it's in their yard, then they can. Then it's on their property and they can. Yeah. Yeah. But. If they're buying airspace, then that changes the game. That'd be, that's going to be really confusing. Knowing yeah. where you can and can't fly then if there's a bunch of private airspace. Well, it's because like, people want to keep, keep being able to look at the mountains and they don't want them going all the way up. Yeah. Because, I mean, who wants to see old people bathing in a hot tub? At <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I want to look at the mountains. That's where rich people go. Okay. <laughs> there are rich old people up, the, up, up on the mountain, stuck in the hot tub, and you're like, dude, 
at the mountain. I don't want to see you. <laughs> it's like a, so that's why I have airspace. It's like Grandma Bathsheba. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Cool. Well. Well, we know that I'm not David. That's, yeah, or Solomon. Yeah, we don't want that either. You, you, you narrowed down. Yeah, episode 3.5. Yep, you, you narrowed down to one. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. I'm proud. So, once you once you and Luke put your scheme into action, we'll have another segment to see how it goes, and you can give any tips to anybody. Okay. Dude. If you two want to work on the, the Good Samaritan drone while we're there, we can we can put it into to action, test how it goes. Perfect. For our listeners, he's pointing to Jonathan and I. Right, and of course. Jesus is. If this plan works, we'll have $697,000 put towards the camera for next episode. <laughs> See? Nice I told you we can sponsor ourselves. Perfect. We'll be our own sponsors. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. So, Drew, in some of the past episodes, um, we've, we we keep mentioning Captain Jack Sparrow. And I thought it would be so fun to have him on the show. So I actually got in contact with him. Oh, wow. You talked to the gonna, Disney guy? I, well, yeah. And he put me in touch with Jack Sparrow. And okay. I've, I've got his phone number. So we're going to give him a call. And you have some questions that you wanted to ask him. I do. I have some lined up. Okay. You got those on your phone ready to go? Yeah, let me pull them up. Pull them up. Okay. I'm going to give Jack Sparrow a call. Give him a ring. <laughs> Is this Captain Jack Sparrow? Maybe. Who is asking? This How is... did you find me? How did you get here? I'm going to put you by our microphone. I don't know how best to do this. We're going to go with that. Okay. So, uh, Captain Sparrow, my, my good buddy Drew here has a couple questions he wants to ask you, if you're willing. Did I Hello? Hang up? I hung up. No, wait. Wake up, man. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Okay. All right, Drew, uh, me and Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow, I just want to say it's an honor to meet you and be in your presence here. I'm a huge fan of your show. That is how one should behave when they are in the presence of Captain Jack Sparrow. Unfortunately for me, there are too many fools out there who cannot seem to remember I'm in fact a captain. Well, of course, I, I've seen all the movies, I've seen how upset you get, so I want to make sure that I always say Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Good. You won't find yourself swimming with the barracudas. Oh, yeah, definitely don't want that. No. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I got a couple of questions for you. Hey. I was hoping you'd be able to answer. Can I answer any questions that you would have for me? Okay. Here's... I've been rudely interrupted from my drinking car. Because I managed to find some rum. Yeah, I mean, the British just keep interrupting you whenever you try to talk, and it's like... Just let them say stuff, because you're funny. Oh, I'm funny for you. I don't seem to remember telling you that I was in fact a comedian. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I take a lot of my comedic inspiration from you, so if you find our show funny, you can kind of pat yourself on the back there. Well, then, I will take the compliment, and I, in, I implore you, continue on, lads. All right, excellent. All right, here's the first question. So, who is your best crew member? Best crew member? Yeah. What sort of question is that? This is important. What kind of question is that, man? This is important. When you're boarding a ship, you need to be right beside your best crew member. Sir, the answer should be quite plain and obvious to you. The best, the best member of my crew is myself. <laughs> what sort of bloody question is that? And who better? I will say, I will give him the benefits of doubt. One Josh McGibbs, a good man. Oh, indeed, indeed. Hey, 
And then there was Mr. Cotton. I don't know where he went off to, but he was a good man too. So I've sat with a great many different people all over the town. So, you know, they come and go and you know you forget them. But Joshua McGibbs, man. That one right there. You know, I, I like your answer there, and I'm also skeptical of, of Will Turner. I've heard he's kind of a loose cannon, like you don't really know what to do with him ever. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And, you know, there's rumors about, you know, he's on certain procedures, you know, little snip snip here, you know. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, what's he doing with that? He can, he's stuck with Elizabeth in a way, so right. Yeah. Well, you're, you're rooting for, for him always. One couldn't buy that, but I would never say this. It's <laughs> fair. So, All right. Here's the next question is, what is the best kind of cannon? Uh, that would, in fact, be one that's pointed away from me. <laughs> very nice, very nice. As long as I did the things that I wanted to point at, that is a, fun, that is a wonderful cannon. That's a good answer. I mean, you don't want to put holes in your ship. <laughs> right? You don't want to put holes in your ship, so point them away from you. No. Stop blowing holes in my ship. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So you point them away so that they don't put holes in your shit. Aye. Exactly. So then, is it, is it your question? All right. Yes or no? Does it answer your question? Does it answer your question? Oh, yes, it does. Okay. Thank you. All right, then. All right. This one you might not know the answer to. So have you ever found any strange-looking balls of cement in the ocean? <laughs> I tend to stay at the surface of the ocean. I don't be going down, you know. So far as I can avoid that, because after a certain while, human physiology kicks in, and the desire to breathe, you know, that sort of thing. Right, of course. <laughs> I spend enough time on the bottom of the ocean. Savvy? Savvy. Alright. So, in the first first movie, they, they listed off all of your crimes as you were about to be hung. And one of them came across is that you tried to impersonate a cleric of the Church of England. So I was wondering why why you d tried to do that. I was always curious. Well, of course, there was, in fact, money involved. Of course. Seems, there, were, there were lovely treasures to be found. But <laughs> fortunately, mate, I don't know if you have enough time to hear the whole story, but I'll tell you at least this much. It was a grand three days that involved wild adventures of rum, <laughs> A voluptuous nun, and strangely enough, there was a ghost. <laughs> 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 Watch out for goats when they get persnickety, dude. You, know, you never know. Oh, and I forgot about the sea turtles. That's, there was a couple of them in there, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, those were important to your plan, right? Always. Of course. Without the sea turtles, mate. You never underestimate them. They beat the hairs every time. Well, those are all the questions I had for you, but thank you so much for coming on to the show. And uh, I hope to sell with you one day, Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, very much so. I would love to have you less of all my ship as long as you know I have some time to run and give it to me. Of course. <laughs> it's a first mate's job, right? Uh, absolutely. I said that's a first mate's job to find the Captain Rum. Very good, lad. He's learning already. So then, I will leave you all with this, lads. Take what you can. Nothing back. Set sail for the horizon. Tell me.
Savvy. Aye, aye. Thank you, Captain. Right. You all misbehave. We'll do our best. <laughs> Safety third. Misbehave and have good sailing, lads. Thank you, Captain. Farewell. Good night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Formal Voices with Drew and Jordan, mostly known to our public as ASMR. What does that acronym mean? I don't actually know. <laughs> it basically means that it will put me to sleep. Oh. Well, how convenient. We woke everybody up and now we're putting back to bed. Maybe the AS is for sleep and the MR is for mister. <laughs> Perhaps. So what do you do when you speak in your fancy voice? What are the fancy things that you enjoy doing? Well, when I speak in my fancy voice, I like to pick up my water and take my pinky out. I, I find that... That's the most fancy thing I can do. I also find myself going out to Olive Garden, also known as the fanciest restaurant in the valley. I don't know that restricting it to in the valley uh, gives us a lot of options, but I think you're definitely right. I would say so. It is indubitably. I feel as though the pinky out is almost irresistible when speaking in a fancy voice. Oh yes, of course. I or usually like to wear my smoking jacket while I sit in my armchair as well. <laughs> I don't actually I also smoke, sometimes but I do wear the jacket. I feel like I'm holding a glass of wine like this, like Chardonnay, you know, put your two fingers on your glass, because that looks fancy. <laughs> it does. It's pedantic. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> I've also found that when I speak fancy, I try to use like five syllable letters. <laughs> Please explain if you would what a five-syllable letter is. Indubitably. That's, that's five. That is a word, not a letter. What's well, the same difference? Letters feed into words. I have a five-syllable word for you. Refrigerator. <laughs> I have a fact for you. Please tell me. Did you know that swims, spelled upside down, is also swims? <laughs> This is a new fact for me. Wow. It's That's kind of like a it's kind of like a visual palindrome. <laughs> wow. Palindrome. Palindrome. It's, it's like a race car for a level. Yes, those are But those aren't five syllables, so you can't use it. Taco cat is also a palindrome. Wow. <laughs> taco cat. Now Fascinating. what is a taco cat? I assume it is either a I assume that a cat taco would be a taco with cat meat. <laughs> but a taco, yes, but a taco cat would probably be a cat whose body was made of a taco. Ah. That was very uh, strange. I I couldn't see myself eating one of those. I don't think so. In that case, it would be a live animal with a taco body. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday. There's no other tacos around. Taco cat We're really Tuesday. running out of options here. Although, <coughs> Rancheritos is five syllables, so you can go. It's four syllables. Well, in Spanish, it's five. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's how it works, but we'll let it slide. Well, it's like using a metric system. Also, One pound is two kilograms. 2.2. 2. Yes. yes. You know, I'm not a math maker, so I don't round. <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, because rounding is a lot easier to do than adding 2.2. That I'm just trivial. 
So you do round. I do round. <laughs> I round out my numbers mm. for simple math purposes. Sorry, for simple mathematic purposes. <laughs> that sounds more fancy. I like to deal in whole numbers only. Yes. No decimals. No, 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 no fractions, no decimals. Gosh. <laughs> Reciprocals are my senior as well. Mm. Reciprocals can be quite enjoyable as well. No, they can't. <laughs> Too many tails to close. Perhaps for a math major, they are fine. But not for a history major. That is understandable. Yes. Five-syllable words are also quite helpful for writing haiku. Because they look as also a fancy thing because of poetry. Oh, poetry. Yeah. It's a fancy way to communicate. Indeed. Indubitably. What if you and I right now try to write a haiku? First, you have to inform me what a haiku is. <laughs> I was trying to do improv and just say yes and. Alright, that's an excellent way to do this. That's basically what our show is. So, a haiku is a Japanese style form of poetry that Ooh. is five syllables. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, Emma Wright doesn't listen to our podcast. Samurais are cool. Yes. Five syllables. Ninjas are cool. Ninjas are getting Ninjas are cooler could be the first line of a haiku, because it just has to be five syllables. The second line is seven syllables, and the last line is once again five syllables. Wow. Why are we using odd numbers? Just the way the haikus are written. So you don't like odd numbers. You want even. Well, not for haiku. Oh. But one of us could start and give a five syllable, the other one can give a seven syllable, and then the last person can give a five syllable again, and we will have together written a haiku. Hmm. Would you like to do five syllable phrases or the seven syllable? I'll do seven because ten is more than seven. And you won't do less? Yes. That was very good math, Jim. You added five and five, and you figured out which was greater, ten or seven. Wow. <laughs> Commendable. I truly am smarter than a third grader. <laughs> what an accomplishment. Indeed. Would you like to start off? Very well. So the first line of our haiku will be Firefighter Who. Wow. Firefighter Who. Luke is not good at adding syllables. <laughs> <laughs> giving hand gestures to tell me that I am wrong, but I am fairly certain that I am correct. Joseph is affirming, as that, is April. Basking in the sun is fun. That's seven. Very well. That is seven. <laughs> Firefighter Luke back is basking in the sun. Wait, but but there's the, no is. But the line is just basking in the sun is fun. Firefighter Luke basking in the sun in the sun <laughs> is fun. Firefighter Luke basking in the sun is fun. Yes. Okay. Jordan here is trying to do math on his fingers. <laughs> I need to rehydrate myself uh, as you think. The last one will be, I'll go for a swim. So now is that swim upside down? Sure. Nice. Maybe both ways. Wow. So but not haiku. vertical. No. Our full, full haiku is, Firefighter Luke, basking in the sun is fun. I'll go for a swim. So that was <laughs> wow. 
the wonderful haiku. <laughs> How you feel about this? Do you know that one? No. <laughs> I, just say, I just say because it sounds fast. It means it's something that's happened to you. Oh. Just like Luke. He's best in the sun and spring. That's, I count that as everything. I feel like that can be done in one location. <laughs> Why? And probably best is done in the same location. <coughs> you can't bask in the sun and be in the water. Why not? Because you can wear sunburn or sweat. <laughs> yes, it is. It might be the truth, but it's not the truth. You said it's not the truth. It is the truth. But it is the truth. It is the truth. It's yes. not the truth. Well, I think our audience is probably falling asleep at this point. Well, let's go ahead and wake them up right now. Sweet. sweet. We're back into this. Soothing voices. Okay. All right. So that was fancy voices or something. I don't remember what we called it. ASMR. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I hope everyone uh, had a good sleep and we're, we're ready to get back to it. So, here we go. All right. So, we're going to wrap up our episode tonight with another edition of Mace's Amazing Medical Moments. Since we've got our resident expert, Luke, back in the studio. Studio in quotes. So, Luke, why don't you take it away and give us our scenario? Amazing medical moments. All right, guys. Yes, if you remember from our last edition of Maze's Amazing Medical Moments, he actually solved Jordan's issue. So initially, we had a bee sting, right? Uh, anaphylactic reaction. Treated it with a hot spoon. Burned him. Third degree burn, unfortunately. Um, but thankfully, we had some. What was it? It was a. Oh, there was some poison ivy later. Poison on. ivy. So we had some poison ivy to uh, moisturize the burn with, apparently. But he uh, got a pretty serious. Serious itch after that, and uh, then we got our <clears throat> amazing maze spoon back out, mm-hmm. froze it in the glacier, and then we froze Jordan's itches. And uh, <laughs> well, so he recovered, right? But he just after the trip, he was just in a lot of pain, and uh, so he started taking a lot of morphine, a lot of <laughs> and unfortunately, our friend Jordan just developed a habit, <laughs> and it just became something he couldn't break. Everybody so. So a friend of Jordan's calls Maze, amazing <clears throat> Maze. He's like, hey, my buddy Jordan is passed out, overdosed on drugs. What are you going to do? How are you going to help him? Well, first things first, I'm going to ask him where Jordan is. So I got to come find him. Or can you just send out the Good Samaritan drone? That thing's pretty fast. GSD is ready. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 120 because it's, it's based off a racing one. So I'll send that out if he doesn't tell me. He probably wouldn't. Well, he's probably worried that he'd get in trouble, but I mean, he's already in trouble, so. <laughs> Gotta worry about that one. So I'll, I'll just go over to his house and. Is, it, is his heart beating? Yeah, his heart's beating. Okay. Well, I guess we just have really, not really anything to do except wait for him to wake up again. Because his heart's beating still, so. Maybe he could just pump his legs back and forth. <laughs> 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 well, so I'll grab him by the ankles and push his knees in up near his chest again. Go like this, back and forth. That way he can get a lot of blood moving, and then that way hopefully it wakes him back up. Because I mean, his his heart's probably, probably being pretty slow, so just try and try and help that and get him to wake up again. So he's not breathing real well since he's overdosed on narcotics. 
Why'd you just say anything? We'll take one of your cool. <laughs> we'll take one of your cool firefighter masks and put it over his nose, and then that way it pumps Austin directly into him. And that way he doesn't have to, to try that hard. We're taking an FDDA and put that on his face. Yeah. Okay. I think that'd work. <laughs> oh, and we can tilt his head back because then that opens up his neck more. <laughs> That's what they taught me in the CPR class when I was a junior. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, well, well, while he, I went for him to wake up, I'll just find all of his drugs and throw them all out. Why don't we just shoot him? <laughs> shoot the drugs. That's a great idea. <laughs> At first, I thought you meant let's just shoot Jordan. Well, maybe. Is there a reverse is treatment for the week? Well, no. Is there a reverse yeah. tranquilizer? You try. Is there such thing as that? There actually is. I mean, just use that. It's not really a gun. It's a medication, but oh, we'll just stick that in him. Well, we can stick that in the arm that was just frozen off because now, now his arms are back to normal temperature, right? Mm. So it's fine. So let's stick that in him, and then he'll wake up, and then he'll, I'll tell him to, like, keep the mask on and stuff, because he's still ODing, and then, <laughs> actually, then I'll, then I'll just call you and tell him that he needs to ride to the hospital, because okay. there's not a whole lot else I can do, except destroy all the bad stuff. Drugs. Yeah. But yeah, that, that'd be my treatment. Cool. I think it's pretty solid treatment. treatment. I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. And for those of you listening, the uh, tranquilizer we use can relax called Narcan. That reverses. Oh, Whoa, did you say Narcan? Narcan. But, uh, yeah, so that reverses narcotic drug overdoses and would uh, ruin Jordan's high. And he'd probably wake up very angry. So, <laughs> if I couldn't swallow, you could build a Narcan and just shoot it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe enlist Jack Sparrow's help. Yeah. That'd be a great idea. Anyway. Well, you would be you'd be high, but then when you do wake up, you'd be low again. So, well, you're in Utah, so we already are at high elevation, but not as high as Denver. So, I mean, it could be worse. Moderate. Yeah, when you're at sea level. Maybe not. So, I think you'll turn out okay. Right, Jonathan? <laughs> well, Drew, thank you for uh, always treating me with such capable hands. Yep. You can always count on me. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of That's the Truth. Uh, Drew, would you like to say anything to our listeners as a farewell? Farewell. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so don't forget if you have any questions or need relationship advice or have a medical scenario, you can send any and all to that's the truth at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us a five-star review or nothing at all. Nothing less. And subscribe. Bye.